Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Scoop. I'm your host, Frank Chaparro, and we are officially so back. Uh, I've somewhat recovered from my bout with with the coronavirus. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how if we can get through this uh, first recording of the year. We're, I, I, first off, let me just take a moment to say uh, thank you to all of the listeners um, who've been with this show throughout our journey. This is season six, which is pretty incredible to think about. And I feel like there's no better way to sort of start the year with an episode that maybe can maybe edify you, offer you some, you know, new listeners or existing listeners, some practical advice, some maybe practical career advice, and also get a temperature check on the state of hiring in the market. And so that's why we have uh, none other than Scott Fletcher, the co-founder at Intersection Growth Partners, joining us today one of the top recruiting firms in the crypto space, a bit behind the scenes as as recruiters often are. Scott, um, I want to turn first to this Bloomberg report that I noticed at the beginning of the month, which resonated with me because as a reporter, as a former reporter, I've obviously stepped into my new role. Um, a lot of the job is just kind of searching and sifting through these job ads. And I've noticed fewer and fewer uh, job ads. And uh, Bloomberg reported on Jan 5th that crypto job postings are down nearly 60% last month, despite this energy, this rally, obviously the ETFs coming online. So maybe um, we're, we're obviously going to get into that. I'm curious to, or I'm interested rather to juxtapose the market and what it looks like with with the seemingly like sanguine job market that seems to be existing in crypto. But we'll get into that. Let's start first with just an overview of, of how you got into this space, how your firm sits in it, and then we can maybe get a temperature check on this job market because it doesn't it doesn't seem as strong as 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 the price action would otherwise maybe indicate. Of course. Yeah. First of all, thanks a ton for having me on, Frank. It's great to be here. My journey into crypto professionally began back in, in 2015 with uh, a character named Jeff Stump, who, um, who, who, who I'll circle back to in just a sec. But I think um, it's really important actually to talk about my personal journey here, which begins with a, a good degree of, of being fortunate and being uh, born in the United States, in the Bay Area, to parents who um, sacrificed quite a bit for for their kids and put a high degree of importance on education, which then allowed me to have a lot of flexibility with my career and allowed me actually to to move into crypto. And they instilled in in us um, a, 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 a real value on long term relationships, and that's something that we uh, take very seriously at intersection. So uh, get, getting back to Jeff Stump, um, I spent the majority of my career in, in traditional finance and in and around capital markets. And in 2015, I was working in executive search, but in asset management. And I, I read Satoshi's white paper, sort of went down the, 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 the rabbit hole of Ethereum. And I was like, how, how the hell am I going to 
get into this professionally because I, it, you know, personally, it's just totally fascinating, but I had no connectivity to it professionally. So um, my thought was maybe if I can get to folks that invest into crypto projects, since I work in asset management, that's, that's a way in. I, I got in front of Jeff Stump, who ran and still runs the talent uh, effort in Dreesen Horowitz. And I, I kind of cold call him and, and, and said something to the degree of, listen, if you find yourself funding projects in crypto that need to pull people out of the, the old world, traditional finance, I bet the mm-hmm. current stable of, of, of recruiters that you work with might not have those relationships because they're tech recruiters for the most part. Um, but we know those folks. So if you find yourself there, we'd love to, we'd love to be involved in that conversation. And he very politely said, uh, yeah, okay. You know, thanks. Um, well, you know, leave it with me. And I never heard from the dude again. And I was like, okay, well that's, I guess I'll stick in asset management. And then fast forward a couple of years, I'm outside playing with my kids on the weekend. My cell phone rings. It's an unknown number. I pick it up and other end of the line, hey, it's Stump calling. And I, you know, I have no idea who, who the hell Stump is, but I kind of start trying to remember in my Rolodex and I put it together. Mm-hmm. It's Jeff Stump from Andreessen. And he's telling me that they've just funded these two whiz-bang technologists out of Docker, and they're going to try and solve the custody issues of crypto. I'm like, okay. And he says, well, they need to hire somebody really senior out of Wall Street because they're going to be talking to institutional holders of crypto. Can you help them? And I, I was like, yeah, absolutely. So next morning, I find myself sitting across the table at breakfast with one of these founders. And the first question he has for me is, what, so, so tell me, what have you guys done in crypto? I was like, well, actually, we've done nothing in crypto. But I love it. And he said, well, okay, well, we're, you know, so, so what are we doing here? I said, listen. Uh, here's uh, if you'll take a bet on me that we'll do right by you, I'll take a bet on you in the following way. We all we do is we work on a retained basis, meaning we get paid up front and then we go find the person for you. Uh, we'll do this on a contingent basis. Let us let us just go do all the work. And then at the end, if you hire somebody you love, you can pay us. And he was OK. So fast forward three, four months later, we've introduced a ton of folks. And they make the decision, understandably, that it's just too early to hire somebody this senior. And so they don't hire anyone Mm. and they don't pay us anything. And so short term result, not good. But long term, it turns out that this founder was was Nathan McCauley Mm -hmm. from Anchorage and um, they came back to us and said, hey, we really appreciate that you took care of us on the search. Come help us hire this person, this person, this person. We ended up doing a whole bunch of work for them. We ended up investing in their Series A, which started the fun side of our business, which we can circle back to. They went back to Jeff Stump, told him we did right by them. Stump introduced us to Coinbase and a whole bunch of their other companies who, who end up being clients. And Lo and behold, we're in crypto again with this belief that if you focus on the long term, everything will come back and work out. So that's that's the long winded story of how how uh, I got into crypto. 
Yeah. And, and so you obviously have quite the uh, roster of clients that provides you pretty uh, good sense of where the market is um, at any given time, right? Um, I think we can say 2020, late 2022, 2023, early 2023 was marked by probably uh, layoffs in the in the thousands. Now seems more quiet. What's just the the sense that you have of of hiring? Um, and walk us through at the executive level the interests of folks from the upper echelons of Wall Street diving in. Um, is it is it less than it is historically? More? What's the what's the sense you have? It feels to us like the pendulum, and this is not crypto specific. This is hiring in general. The pendulum swings too far one way, and then it swings too far the other way. So in the bull, the hiring gets overheated. In the bear, the layoffs and the lack of hiring. Uh, gets too cold from our perspective. And so crypto is no different. Um, there was, as as you can see, there was from, from many companies and projects in the space, there was just too much hiring that went on and then they end up needing to let go of those folks. Um, and, and, and what we're seeing now in the last few months um, is a pickup in hiring. It certainly hasn't reached the heated levels of where it was in peak bull, um, call it 18 months ago, but it has picked up considerably. And to be totally honest, it feels like it's it's in line with asset prices moving up, which we're not quite sure that we agree with that's the way that that hiring um, should be done. Um, but, mm. but nonetheless, uh, when we look back at um, the, the quality of talent um, that's come in over the cycles, what we see is that when things get hot and crypto's the you know the white dot that's moving up and to the right, you get a lot of what we call tourists and looky loos who are just sort of there to see you know boy this is the hot new thing should I check it out should I leave Goldman Sachs should I leave Meta what's you know what's we do our very best to weed those folks out. Um, and honestly, the bull, the, the, the bear helps to clear some of those people out because it's just not the hot thing. We would point to um, you know, somebody like Heath Tarbert who joined Circle um, in the depths of the bear uh, six, eight months ago, um, former chairman of the CFTC, former general counsel of Citadel Securities, he we helped Circle recruit him. We started talking to him probably call it, you know, Q1, Q2 of last year. He joined in July. The market looked terrible. And yet he understood that stable coins were going to improve commerce globally. It was important to national security that an onshore company is in the lead. Those are the sorts of hires that whether it's a bear or bull that we like to focus on and kind of strip out the the, the tourists who are just looking at, at whatever might be hot in, in, for the moment. What are some of the characteristics that um, – what's one of the – what are some of the dead giveaways that um, pinpoint a tourist? How do you know when someone at the executive level is serious about getting into this space – there's a level of 
of research and doing homework that is indicative of of really caring and being serious. So um, we we do not uh, prep candidates as they're going in to speak with um, our clients um, in in meaningful ways because we want to see how mm. they prepare on their own. So. Um, if you're going into an interview and you're not digging in um, and and really uh, figuring out what's going on with with this uh, group's business, you're probably not going to have the level of tenacity that's needed at the executive level. Um, and I can't speak to entry level folks because we don't really work on that. But at the senior most levels. You need to dig in. You need to have a perspective on what's going on in the business. And if you're showing up to um, a, 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 let's go back to Circle, if you're showing up to Circle and you don't have a perspective on what's going on in the regulatory environment, both in the U.S. and globally, you're you're, you're probably not serious about the the, the opportunity. Ooh. What are what sort of the um, climate look like in terms of what these when you think about the top tier firms in crypto, what are they what are they hiring for aggressively right now? So we track um, moves at the senior levels within the ecosystem, and we send out a monthly newsletter called the Monthly Man, and we um, we track the the particular moves that occur in the space, and what we've seen um, sort of pre-FTX collapse, which is uh, right around when Bitcoin bottomed, um, and post-FTX collapse, we've seen a few things that have changed. Mm. One, uh, CEO hires have more than doubled as a percentage Mm. of um, overall hires. um, And that's an indication, I think, of of boards sort of saying like, okay, we're going to need to make a change at the senior most levels. CFI hiring has um, has almost halved, um, uh, uh, and that's you know there were some major calamities on the centralized exchanges. Not surprising. Um, infrastructure hiring has almost tripled uh, as a as a percentage, um, and um, uh, lastly. Um, diversity hiring has dropped off. Um, mm. And this is something that we are particularly passionate about um, at Intersection. We uh, Crypto needs to do a far better job in hiring a diverse set of candidates. Um, and uh, we're, we're very proud. Better than 50% of the hires that we have made historically have been from underrepresented groups. Unfortunately, Crypto is sitting um, at right around twenty percent of uh, of, for example, women um, hires, and and we just need to do better there. What's the what's the sort of um, what do you think is the reasoning behind that? Um, what are the impediments to making our industry's workforce more diverse? I think there is, in reality, there is still um, a person. Whether it's reality or perception, there is an image that the industry has that it's still sort of crypto bros. 
And um, the unfortunate truth is that it's just not the way it is when you actually get into these organizations and work with these leaders. By and large, they're, that's not who they are. Um, and yet there is a, I think, you know, crypto Twitter, um, Reddit, there is, um, there is a vocal minority that are these sort of DJ and crypto bros who portray the industry in a way that's just, it's just not the reality. And, um, the kind of casino atmosphere of number go up, um, while while clearly a portion of the ecosystem, that's not really that's not what people are building. Um, that's more of a meme than anything. And so once we can get people introduced to these founders, to these organizations, diverse people, um, they understand that that's not really the reality inside. Not just an issue for uh, folks from diverse backgrounds, but also just anyone who maybe is more senior in their career, a bit skittish about an industry uh, that is <clears throat> maybe somewhat defined by this the memory and a, a bent towards irreverency, um, that, that, that would maybe scare off any sort of senior level type person. Um, what are some of the, uh, what, you know, at this point and um, how long you've been doing this, when you have candidates who maybe come from more traditional backgrounds, um, is is it is it sort of laughed off to the same extent that it was as as something silly, or have um, has has it changed in terms of like the likes of Larry Fink and these ETFs coming online, people supporting crypto in a new way, um, are, are people maybe taking it more seriously? Um, but even putting that aside, uh, what are what are some of the impediments? Like when you maybe are talking to someone trying to place them for a COO role or a, uh, a CFO role or or something like that, what are their concerns? Is it is are are, are those concerns changing? Um, I can guess what some of the concerns might be. Probably young founders and maybe something like that. But um, are there any unique crypto concerns uh, that? that maybe are different from just joining a, a startup in, in FinTech or something? Well, a lot of it does have to do with just early stage organizations, like you say, whether it's FinTech or, or AI or health tech, whatever it is, um, you know, making a transition from an organization with 50, 60,000 people, um, to an organization with 50 or 500 re requires a certain degree of understanding that things are going to be different. Um, but I, it, if you don't have, if these folks don't have a genuine belief in the fact that blockchains are going to fundamentally change commerce and hand ownership back to individuals and um, help, uh, you know, and away from sort of large corporates and allow social interactions that weren't possible before. If, if you don't have that sort of in your bones, at least an openness to that, it's probably not going to work. And so we pressure test for that. Um mm. 
it's just it the days are too long and i think also listen it's important to acknowledge that as hackneyed as it sounds we we are early and so you know yeah the uis you know they mostly are not great and 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 fees are still too high and the games are still kind of shit and but you do need to have a belief that that's going to get sorted over time and that, um, and that you're, you're coming into something that's nascent. Um, we, so one of the things that we do and sort of harking back to this long-term um, orientation, one of the things that, that we do to help bring people um, in and, and help them understand the sort of our commitment to the space is, we try and um, we try and invest in as many of the organizations that we help recruit for. So when we go to talk to these people, we say, "Hey, we know that you're having you have a great job at Meta and, and all is going well, but but here's why we think you should think about Project X Y Z. And oh, by the way, we invested X million dollars of our own money in it because we believe in it, and so." Like Circle's a great example. We we led their Series E, um, $475 million round. We we put $105 million into that round. And on the back of that, we've recruited, you know, the vast majority of their leadership team. And and when we go talk to these people, we tell that story. Um, and so it's not it's not just a it's not just a headhunter call of saying, like, hey, you weren't thinking about crypto before you know, when you think about it, it's really much more of a strategic dialogue around why we think that this is fundamentally going to change the way uh, that things work. How do you sort of think about um, culture, right? Obviously, a lot of these organizations are built by these very crypto native people. They sometimes feel the pressure or the urge, right? If we think about, um, Maybe that that Anchorage example you gave at the beginning that they need to they need to get that Wall Street hire they need to get that you know head of uh, sales sure sales they need to fill that spot with someone with that background because that's just yeah. I don't know if if it's an ego thing or just the way you think you have to do it but often at least I've noticed from covering the space that um, a lot of the times when you have these companies scale up and then kind of tr- fill in with these traditional people with no background in crypto. Uh, it creates these really tense uh, dynamics culturally um, that that often lead to like um, uh, breakdowns in, in in the in the goals and the in the in the sort of priorities of the company. Um, does that resonate with you? And and how do you sort of um, maybe navigate that from a hiring perspective? Um, I guess to put a finer point on it, how do you maybe preserve? Uh, culture, right? Because if you bring in a bunch of Goldman people, you don't want Circle to turn into Goldman. Kind of defeats the purpose, maybe. I'd answer that from a couple different directions. One is the counsel that we can provide our clients and candidates um, up front, which is just to have in-depth conversations about why somebody is thinking about doing this and make sure that they understand what it is that they're getting into um, and and sort of pressure testing some of those beliefs about uh, uh, about what crypto is and isn't. Mm. Um, so that and, and a good chunk of that is is one on one meetings as well as referencing 
heavily with people um, who they previously worked with, who they were clients of, who they were bosses of, et cetera. The second direction that I would answer that from, though, is some of these companies are actually well served by bringing in people who have uh, diverse perspectives. And so um, you certainly don't want Circle to become Goldman Sachs, Mm -hmm. but um, to the degree that there are learnings and um, perspectives from outside of crypto, um, that's not necessarily a bad thing. And so uh, um, companies evolve, um, founders learn, and part of that is bringing in people from the outside. Mm. No, that's a really good point. Um, What are some of your predictions for the next, you know, six months from a hiring perspective? How do you um, think think things are going to shape out? So the um, the funding situation still has not gotten sorted. Um, uh, there is still a relatively wide bid ask spread between founders' beliefs in their valuation and investors' beliefs in their valuations, and that market needs to clear um, now. Asset prices moving up is is helping to bring valuations back up to some degree, but it's not enough. And so um, the reality is not many of these companies are profitable. Some are, but most are not. And so founders still have a key focus on burn and limiting it. And so that, um, you know, easiest way to, to cut burn is headcount and marketing both go quickly. Um, so hiring, while it is certainly picked up with the rally in token prices, it's, it's nowhere near where it was mm-hmm. in the bull. And, and frankly, I'm not sure it needs to get back to where it was in the bull, but, um, there needs to be a, um, a convergence of um, the the bid ask spread so that they can start to um, take capital in again, um, which probably means a, a reset on valuations, and then we can start to uh, get into growth mode again. So we're still not in growth mode is basically what you're saying, um, and that's because they have to worry about investors not being willing to to pay to to, to sort of. Um, get on board with more frothy valuations? So we have certainly seen an increase in inbound uh, interest in hiring and, and um, there is more hiring going on now than there was six months ago. But until founders, I think probably take their medicine uh, with respect to valuations um, the funding is is going to be far lower than it was, and not to say that it should get back to where it was, but um, the the spigot is not going to turn back on in a meaningful way until valuations get reset. There's probably going to be a fair degree of M and A in the space, um, and then we'll get back into to to, to growth mode. Mm. Yeah, so you're definitely not seeing a lot of hiring on the marketing front. Um, sporadic and spotty, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People are trying to be a bit more lean. Um, any sort of weird like trends you've, you've seen post FTX, like, you know, maybe folks who 
saw that implosion and thought, oh, maybe we need more credit risk uh, analysts or something, something of that effect. Well, we have seen um, uh, we have seen far more hiring in the control functions, which is mm-hmm. you know legal compliance, risk, etc. Um, and um, not a bad thing from our perspective. No. Uh-huh. Um, it's it, 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 it's um, listen. You can. It's almost impossible to root out fraud at the end of the day if. If somebody wants to do something illegal, um, mm-hmm. it's it's quite hard to stop. But there's a world far, you know, th- there's a big spectrum, which is not fraud, um, which is just managing your risk as an organization. And um, and and that probably, uh, you know, if, if, if we as, a, as an industry take a hard look at ourselves, it's probably an area that was underinvested in. Up until um, it was too late. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so practically speaking, I'm an MD at Goldman, and I'm really interested in crypto. I have a similar story to you, Scott. What What do you recommend? First steps being how do, how how do you, um, especially for someone late in their career, 15, 20 years, how do they get into crypto? Aside from calling up a recruiting firm like, like yours, what 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 sort of what do you recommend? And obviously, aside from listening to the scoop, <laughs> probably step number one would be um, dig in and 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 be honest with yourself as to why crypto is interesting. Um, so, listen to a lot of podcasts. Obviously, beginning with the scoop read white papers, um, read research reports, start to really get into um, the substance of crypto as opposed to sort of the casino aspects of, of that, 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 that are so prominent. Um, and then begin to think about how you might um, find your way into it. And I think, so, you know, going back to our story of of working in through uh jeff stump and andreessen horowitz think about connectivity to the space um Mm -hmm. cold calling somebody is um probably a last resort um you know Mm -hmm. if you're an md or a partner at goldman you most likely have some degree of connectivity um to somebody in the ecosystem similarly if you're at google or amazon or 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 Meta, you probably can find your way into a warm introduction and be a decent human being to be totally candid. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're going to be interacting with founders who care deeply about their businesses. This is not this is not a 50, 60, 100,000 person organization that is being led by um, you know a CEO who who who's detached. This is these are people who are deeply passionate about what they're doing. Be honest, be candid, be yourself and and come to the discussion with um with with honesty about why you're interested in this. Mm. What about the other way around, Scott? What what advice uh can you lend to um maybe founders uh founder CEOs who 
are having a hard time getting, um, you know, making that, that big new C-suite hire from an Amazon or a Google uh, as, a, as a smaller 50, 100-person crypto startup. Obviously, they only have so much at their disposal. They can't necessarily pay the same salary or bonus. Obviously, they can maybe give equity or tokens. Um, but a lot of it is just uh, shaping a narrative, right, around the company. Um, how can how, what advice do you would you give to do that successfully? So, in a similar vein um, to uh, what what I just said about the um, the people coming out of of big tech or or Wall Street um, being honest and and true to themselves. Same thing goes for founders. Like, is mm. that the right person that you want to hire? Is is somebody coming out of Morgan Stanley um, or Amazon? Is that the right person, or are you just you know is that something that you feel like you need to check off for your investors um, or your ego or whatever it might be? Um, perhaps the right person's actually not pedigreed like that, and they're sitting in another startup. Um, that that doesn't have a brand name, um, but they're exceptional for for different reasons. Um, so so step one is really you know think about what you're hiring for and why, and then take the time to 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 really focus on org design. Um, we spend mm. we spend a lot of energy and resources with our clients to help them think about before they hire somebody. Do you want to hire a chief revenue officer? Do you want to hire a head of sales? Do you want to hire a head of business development? And why? Like those are very different roles. They might, you, you know, you can just make a snap decision. Like I want to go hire a CRO. Well, is is this the right time? And and do, are you willing to give up, you know, what's what it's going to take to go get that person? So doing um, a, a good degree of introspection and and planning saves you a whole lot of time um, before you go out there. And the last thing before we get out there that we want to do with folks is stack rank what's most important to you. What you you can't have everything. So let's, let's pick five things that are important to you. The five most important things that are um, uh, that you want to capture with this person when you, when you bring them on board Number them one to five. They can't all be one, one to five. And then that gives your, your recruiting partner the, the, the sort of direction that they need to get out and, and be efficient in their, in their process for you. Walk us through the sort of maybe litmus test um, um, just to give maybe a more specific example. If I'm thinking through something like, do I get a, just a head of sales or a CRO, um, is, is, it, is it purely a, a revenue, um, or the, the amount of revenue you already have coming in? Um, is it cultural? What, what type of things can you run through to maybe make a decision like that? Um, because obviously you don't want to just be giving out titles for the sake of it or hiring for roles just because you think you it, it makes sense. There has to be this underpinning, maybe checklist of, of things that you have to hit before you get that role. Like the block isn't going to go hire a chief chief policy officer tomorrow because there's really no reason for us to have a voice on, on Washington because it advances 
I mean, I, 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 it doesn't really advance our, our internal goals um, in the same way that it would for a circle, right? We There isn't a product that we would launch that would face any regulatory headwind. So that doesn't make sense. So that's one type of example, but maybe you can walk us through some others. Is it, is it basically just, is, is, this, is this important for the business? Yeah, I think it, it, it starts with um, prioritization, right? You can't hire everybody at once. And so, um, you know, if you have a fully built out HR team, let's take, you know, Coinbase, for example, fully built out HR team, including recruiting, um, they, they, uh, an organization like that can comfortably hire multiple senior folks at the same time. Contrast that with a company that's just taken on their first pre-seed or, or, or seed financing. It's four or five people. We tell folks at that stage, one hire. You can you can handle one hire at a time. Do not try and go hire your chief product officer. Your and and probably it's not going to be a C title at that point, anyways. But somebody to run product, somebody to run finance, somebody to run sales. It's too much. You need to digest each senior leader one at a time. That that you know we think about organizations like an ecosystem. So each time you ha- you add somebody. If it's a if it's a four person company, you add your fifth person, you've dramatically changed the organization. And so you yeah. need to take a minute, take a beat to figure out what that means for the organization. What's it look like now? Okay, great. Now let's think about the next hire after that person has had time to settle in. I'm, I'm talking about the senior most levels. Obviously, you can hire multiple yeah. people um, at, at, at lower levels, but at the senior most levels, it needs to be really a thoughtful process. I think that's a good point. What about um, sort of wrap up um, and thinking about success stories or or the opposite? Um, how have you seen scaling really executed well and properly? What what underpins that aside aside from this sort of diligent approach that you're talking about? It's the the. The groups that have succeeded in scaling have done it in a methodical, planned out uh, process. So um, I mentioned org design um, briefly earlier. Org design, um, there's no right answer. There are any number of ways that businesses can choose to structure themselves. And, you know, we don't even have to get into the the complexities of, of what's happening with foundations versus labs and those sorts of idiosyncrasies. Yeah. But just at the most basic levels, um, organizations that take the time um, to go through the work of designing how their future state should be have a far greater chance of having less tissue rejection with the folks that they bring on versus more. And so that's at the macro layer at the micro layer at the individual um, that they're bringing on uh, again, spending the time 
to really, really think about what's important. Why are you hiring this person? Where can they go wrong? Where can they go right? How are they going to interact with the other team members? Doing that homework up front before, uh, before you make a single call increases your chances of success. Mm-hmm. And to be clear, nobody gets it 100% right. There are mistakes made. It's, we're dealing with human beings. It's impossible to get mm-hmm. this all right. So uh, the probably the bow I would put on the top is don't expect perfection, strive for it, but understand that in the end, recruiting is hard. Talent is dealing with humans and it's very, very difficult to get 100% right. Well said. Well, we'll leave it there. Scott, thanks so much for taking the time. Frank, thanks a ton for having me on. Our pleasure. And we'll be back for you again with another great guest. Have an awesome day.